Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where we inevitably piss a bunch of people off so we make time to further educate our listeners. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. (laughs) So last week's episode was titled Explain Explain It Like I'm Five. And one of the questions that came in was about calories in, calories out, or CICO. One clip we posted from that episode had some folks in arms. So we're going to take some time today to further speak about food and most specifically food morality. From the jump, let's remember, please, that the idea of good and fad, fad, (laughs) that too, good, bad, and fad foods is a myth. Quality of food exists on a continuum. Yes. And I mean, honestly, let's be, let's be real here. If I had a dollar for every time I've had a fucking shitty comment made at me for someone that misunderstood something I said because they didn't listen to the entire fucking message, I would have a lot of goddamn dollars that would Mm. not need to have this job I have right now. Right. Yeah. It's also hard. Like, so most of our listeners know this already, but like we will take clips of the episode, put it on social to try to get people to come back and listen to the episode. Sometimes that lands in front of people who have never heard of us. I've never heard the podcast. And it's really hard to have a full contextual conversation, quote unquote, in a 60 second clip out of a 40 minute episode. Yeah, it, TikTok, I mean, social media in general for us as podcasters is a real fucking double-edged sword. And this is part of the conversation you probably didn't sign up for today, but you're going to get it. Because hello, welcome to our open stream of consciousness that is our podcast, Me Head Test Kitchen. But um, like, it's a double-edged sword. It's cool because we find a lot of people that we normally wouldn't find being in Omaha fucking Nebraska. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I have a personal training client that lives in Norway. Like, I, I right. never would know her, and that would suck because she's fucking awesome. Like, so I'm thankful that we have social media that does okay for that reason. However, it's very fucking difficult as someone that has this job where we create long-form content when you only have 60 seconds or less to get an idea conveyed through a clip of your show. So you have to be very particular, A, in how you structure your show, B, how you use your words, and C, how you pick what clips you're going to use for your content. Well, and here's the deal too. Like it's a lot. If you want people, here's a, here is a lesson in social media. (laughs) Um, If you want to keep people engaged, like, yes, there are some people that have success doing a three and a half minute clip, but keeping people engaged and watching through the whole thing, like even that clip that we are talking, referencing and why we selected this topic this week, I thought gave enough, enough context. Yeah. But then trying to be like, well, okay, I understand that there are some things missing contextually for some people, but this is from a 40 minute episode. So like you can go back and listen to it if you'd like, but it's, it's keeping that engagement and keeping people wanting to listen for that long on something that isn't a sexy topic to be talking about can be kind of difficult. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's tough. Like, I mean, we, uh, we are better at it than the average bear just because we've done it for a while. Like Sasha and I have been in this industry basically since the inception of social media, there's a couple people that have been in it for slightly longer than us, but like as broadcasters, like, and like just as millennials in general, I think this is just a general statement for people our age. We're like the last of the analog. So we were there for the digital birth. So like, 
we're very adept at things. Um, mm -hmm. So like we have a leg up on that, but even for us, it's still fucking hard. So like if you're doing something and anything you do is a job these days, if you don't work for another company, and even if you do work for another company, it requires social media. Social media is a necessary arm of anybody's business, I feel like at this point. So like, I, I guess this is a reminder for you as well. Like if you have social media for anything that you're doing that you're trying to promote or do for something that you want to do for fun or for a business, if it's not going great right now, that's okay. We hit dry spots too. Like it happens. It happens. That's how it is. <laughs> People yep. are weird and how they consume their media and how they want to consume their media. And the trends that I see people consuming on media are just bizarre sometimes yeah. and make no sense to me whatsoever. So like, don't get down on yourself. If you are creating stuff that you want to do to try to help people or, you know, try to teach people stuff and you hit a dry spot. It happens. Yep. That, keep, that's how it goes. Keep um, doing but, what you're doing because ultimately yeah. at the end of the day, it's going to find the people it needs to find. And even if that group of people or that cluster of people is small right now, inevitably people are going to buy into the things that you're putting out there. I mean, most of the people that we interact with are putting out positive things and trying to stifle misinformation in the fitness and nutrition space. And like, yep. ultimately, eventually you'll find your people. And if, as long as that core group of people is strong, like our listeners, I guess that's what I'm getting back to here is like, we appreciate the crap out of you guys. And you guys are always so positive. Um, you're always sharing our podcast with other people. So for that, we thank you very much because you yeah. understand the context. I can trust you with my comments section. Right. <laughs> like that's a lot of fucking trust. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like I, I appreciate, like, I don't have TikTok on my phone anymore. I took it off because like it has nothing really to offer in my personal day-to-day -day life. So I created a boundary because boundaries are good for you. Um, but when things pop off like this did, I still log in on the browser and check it out. And it was great to log in a yesterday and have somebody that didn't know about calories in calories out go, Oh shit. Okay. Well, I don't know about this. Maybe I'll check that out. And mm -hmm. so hopefully they went and listened to last week's episode. Um, but then there was also, there were a couple people that were in there that were being contradictory on their own perpetual streams of comments. And we're not even going to go into that, but it was great to see people be like, did you even listen? They're talking about this in a weight loss maintenance or bulking state. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what they're talking about, but you don't know that because you didn't take the time. Like right. it's not our fault that someone didn't take the time to do their own fucking homework, but for some reason it is our fault. Right. <laughs> And I think for the most part, people were, you know, I, we didn't get any chill. people coming, but <laughs> people coming back and like fighting us on being like, well, okay, but this is like a 60 second clip from a 40 minute episode. The second I said that we stopped getting, you know, yeah. comments back on that. So yeah. speaking of when it comes to food morality, context is important. Context is important in a lot of situations, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's really important to accept that two things can be true at once. There are two realities that can exist at the same time. It happens. And when it comes to this topic and most things in life, caloric value and food calorie or food quality rather can be important at the same time. Obviously, we know that they're both important. Mm -hmm. I know someone rolled up and was like, oh, so do you think 2,500 calories of Snickers and 2,500 calories of vegetables is the same thing? Well, you're not going to live to see 80. That's not what I'm fucking saying. saying. I'm just saying that when your body intakes 2,500 calories of food, your stomach just starts fucking breaking it down. It doesn't care what type of food went into it. Right. That's it doesn't know what you're feeding. Just like yeah. we covered this a while ago, like your body doesn't know what time you stopped eating. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it. it's not your brain. It's the processes within your body don't understand that. Yeah. So like that is ultimately what we were trying to get at in that 
in that. And someone else was like, well, the body's not just a never-ending furnace. And I'm like, well, it kind of is because it just knows to burn. Like, it knows to burn. Yes, it knows to send things certain places. It's smarter than the average machine. Like, it's not an entire machine. There's some other shit that goes on. But, like, for the most part, people even in our own comment section tried to oversimplify it. But then they would fucking call us over, what was it, oversimplified something. Yeah, whatever. They called us out for being lowbrow. And I was just like, really? Okay. Cool. Whatever. Cool story, bro. Yeah. Just, just watch it. You come shit on my yard. I'll fucking flame you on my social media and my friends and I are going to fucking laugh at you like we did yesterday. <laughs> just a warning. I'm really fucking chill until I'm not. And when you cross that line into Sadie not chill land, you're fucked. Just mm. warning you. <laughs> don't go there. It's not a good time. You don't want the t-shirt. But like, you know, you know that good and bad foods don't exist. We've talked about it. You don't want to demonize an entire type of food or an entire like food group because that is how you get to the land of disordered eating. And you mm -hmm. don't want to do that. That's not fun. I've been there. Sasha's been there. We know a lot of people that have been there. We know a lot of people that are still fighting it. It's a mental battle for a lot of people every day. And it is something that if you can avoid it, you want to. So the fact of the matter is there are foods that are more nutritionally dense and foods that are less nutritionally dense. It doesn't mean that one is better than the other. Right. One of them is going to give you sustenance. The other one might make you happy for 20 minutes, which is fucking fine by me. It equally is fine. Yeah. Uh, balance ultimately ends up being the key here. You can have both nutritionally dense food and less nutritionally dense food as part of what you're consuming on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Mm -hmm. You can have both in your yeah. diet. Yeah, you can make sure that you meal prep six week or six days out of the week, and then on the seventh day, you can fucking DoorDash McDonald's for dinner if you want. I don't give a shit. You're an right. adult. Mm -hmm. You know what? Everybody's body is a temple, but sometimes that temple is a fucking dive bar in the Midwest, and right. you need a deep fried pork tenderloin sandwich this, the size of your face <laughs> and a basket of waffle fries because it'll solve all your life's problems. It's so good. I will say deep fried food in the Midwest can't be beat. That's that's one good. thing we excel at. If you want fried meat, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, let's let's think about the context. So like let's talk about nuts. Um most people if asked would say that nuts are good and healthy in moderation. They are. That's a true statement. But a portion of nuts could approximately, you know, like a handful is going to average you about 200 calories. That's going to be about 7 grams of protein, 19 grams of fat and 7 or so grams of carbs. Nuts are also super easy to overconsume, which can lead to weight gain because they are very calorically dense. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with foods that are calorically dense, but the thing about them is, is that you can eat a lot of them and they pile up fast. Now, nuts exactly. are great. I love honey roasted peanuts. Mm -hmm. When I want to eat honey roasted peanuts, I take my two palm fulls, I pour the jar into my palm twice and I put it in a bowl and I fucking put the jar back on the shelf and I leave. Because yeah. if I eat, if I have the whole jar, I will eat the whole jar. <laughs> exactly. And this is just like reason I use this specifically is because most people like I like we put in here, if you're asked, but if you had to choose between nuts and cereal, most people are going to use are going to select nuts probably mm -hmm. as the healthier option. Here's the deal, though. If you have a whole entire canister of nuts, that's going to yield you like 1200 calories. Okay. It's easy to do that in a sitting. I have to put the same thing away. Like the party salted nuts. I got to put them away. Get, <laughs> they are so good. 
most American cereals, some would consider a quote unquote bad or less nutritionally dense food because most American cereals have quite a bit of sugar in them and the serving size is relatively small, just like nuts are. But if that serving of cereal each day helps someone keep their sanity and is something they enjoy, how can it be bad in that context? It isn't, right. especially if it's the thing that keeps one adherent to accomplishing their goals. If you've got to have that bowl of cereal to keep your fucking sanity because it's the one thing that gives you joy that day, have a goddamn bowl of cereal. And this is why we like the 80-20 rule, because sometimes you need to say fuck it and have a snack every day. You're you're normal. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as you're not in prep for a bodybuilding competition, you don't have to be that strict with your diet if you want to see results. Honestly. Right. And I know people aren't going to want to hear that. But hi, welcome to the podcast where we say shit that the Kool-Aid crowd doesn't want to fucking hear. <laughs> I've kind of made a career out of it at this point. But anyway, um, like it's it's just you need to chill. You need to let people enjoy what they want to fucking enjoy. Like yeah, you yeah. I love cereal. Cereal is fucking amazing. And you know what? For me, having a bowl of cereal is a better option than having a bowl of ice cream. Mm -hmm. Because one, the bowl of cereal, I have to put very little milk in it. Otherwise, I will die because I'm lactose intolerant. So that's already a win. I'm not having the bowl of ice cream where I'm going to be shitting in 30 minutes. because <laughs> My lactose intolerance friends, they understand the struggle. But um, like the cereal for me is a better option. And now someone probably somewhere is going to scoff at that because I'm a fucking personal trainer and a fitness, fitness podcaster. And I'm talking about, you know, the merits of eating fucking Fruit Loops because I love Fruit Loops. Like who gives a shit? It's going in my fucking body, not yours. I'm the fucking person that has to look at me naked in the mirror every day. And I'm cool with what I see. None mm. of your fucking business. Like, mind your own. I guess I guess at the root of this episode, it's mind your own fucking business. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but like every food, no matter what, what category it's in, provides nutrition and sustenance to your body. Yeah, that cereal's got sugar in it. But I also ingested some dairy, which has some calcium, which is good for my bones. It has vitamin D, which is good for me. It's got, there's Protein. the fucking cereal is vitamin fortified. So it's like having vitamins. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have to take a multivitamin that day because they extra fortify your cereal. So some people would think that certain foods aren't nutritious. But if you look at the nutrition facts, the amount of protein, sugar, and carbs, fiber, is going to have a value. Guess what? If it's got more than zero, it fucking counts for something. It has nutritional value. The food still provides nutrients. Pretty much the only thing that won't give you nutritional value is a soda. Because let me see. Um, there are no grams of fat. There are 55 milligrams of sodium. This is a Dr. Pepper, by the way, so it's going to be very, very caffeinated. Uh, 40 grams of carbs, 39 of those is sugar, and then zero grams of protein. So, yeah, I don't think 40 grams of sugar is, I, I mean, I guess it has nutritional value because I, if I didn't need anything else today, I If it has any kind of anything in it. Yeah, if it's, it's not regional zero, it counts. Exactly. Ultimately, you're getting some kind of fuel from yeah. whatever you're ingesting regardless of if it's macro friendly or not yeah is all that statement is saying yeah our bodies need all of those things to to survive in way, one way or another as you know everyone should be consuming a variety of foods to attain nutrients and micronutrients that they're going to need when food intake is varied and foods are eaten in moderation eating a food high in sugar or fat is not going to negatively affect your fucking health it's no. just not too much of anything, whether that be pineapple or fucking French fries, including those good foods, quote unquote, 
or more nutritionally dense foods and including water and the nuts we mentioned earlier can be harmful to our bodies if you're over consuming anything. Water poisoning is a thing. I it learned is. about it in promotions class in college in like 2009. They did a program or they did a contest called hold your wee for a wee where people drank a bunch of water and they couldn't pee. And the person that held their pee, the longest one in Nintendo Wii, because that's when they were new and nobody oh. could fucking get them. So the late 2000s were a magical time. Let me tell you, it was <laughs> fucking weird. Like the Wild West work in promotions that time. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, someone got water poisoning because they held their piss for so long and they drank so much water that they got sick. Yeah. So anything anything literally anything even air too much in moderation will fucking kill you <laughs> yep <laughs> like sorry not sorry but anything will fucking do that to you it's not exclusive to your food mm -hmm. it's exclusive to anything so it's not exclusive at all um all food's good because all food gives you some sort of nourishment we covered that even though that soda's got like 40 grams of carbs even if i didn't eat anything else today i gave my body some carbs Yep. I fueled the fire for a few minutes. I got caffeinated. I avoided having a headache because I'm fucking addicted to caffeine. So that was good for me. Um, but healthy eating is like super nuanced. And when you get down to brass tacks, people don't like nuance. No, because nuance requires intelligence in the, the topic that you're conversing. And thought. Um, yeah. People don't like nuance because nuance often requires conversation and people don't want to have conversations. They just want to yell at you. Um, so, you know, healthy eating is one of those things. And just like your journey in fitness, it's not linear. You're going to have it ebb and flow from time to time. My food intake now, ha having had surgery several months ago and doing comeback, that was really mentally taxing for me. I've ordered a lot of fucking DoorDash in the last six months of my life just because I've been recovering from having surgery on my leg. Like, it happens. I haven't been the cleanest eater. So who the fuck am I to look down my nose at anybody that's posting something on social media? Like, practice what you fucking preach. So if you're out there telling people to do better, fucking do better. Yeah. Don't wait. Start now, please. Yeah. Like, okay, so example, sugary drinks like your Dr. Pepper aren't the most nutrition nutritious choice most of the time, but can be extremely helpful to keep energy up, like you mentioned, during an endurance sporting event or as a way for someone with diabetes to reverse low blood sugar quickly. So it yep. can have benefits. Context. Again, context. Dude, I used to eat a Snickers bar at halftime during basketball games if I was starting to feel lightheaded. Like, honestly, that's why I drink as much soda as I do. That's how I used to. I didn't like to eat in between, like, shit because I'd get sick to my stomach. So I would mm -hmm. slam a soda at halftime. Um, and everybody looked at me funny, and I'm like, dude. I, need to do. I don't yeah. know. I need to be caffeinated and I need the sugar. So either you're with me or you're not. <laughs> Let's go win this fucking game. Um, but like salads, salads are filled with nutrient dense vegetables and other foods. But eating only salad for every meal could lead to deficiencies in other nutrients like fat and protein. Sure, you're going to put some meat on a salad. But would you put as much meat on a salad as you would have in a normal ser serving of like a hamburger or a steak? Like think about that. Probably mm -hmm. not. Because when you're in salad brain mode, this is the thing. When you're in salad brain mode, you put smaller portions on top of that lettuce because you're having a salad. Mm -hmm. It's a salad. It's healthy. I'm going to make it lighter. No. Why? Fucking throw the whole steak on that fucking salad. So what if there's more meat than lettuce? Who cares? It still fucking counts. It's on lettuce. It's a salad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eat the fucking thing. Like, enjoy right. it. But like you, you don't want these deficiencies and like also being so fixated on eating a certain type of food for so long can also be a sign of disordered eating. We're not saying that you have an, an eating disorder. However, that could be one of the red flags to look for if you are on that path. Like, yeah, you don't want to do that.
No, you really don't. And orthorexia is not fun. No, it isn't. And we'll get into what exactly that is in just a few minutes. So ultimately, context is important. Stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> is your nutrition absolutely perfect? No. If it isn't, you know, per, re, regardless of that, it doesn't, nobody needs your input on what they're doing. Focus on what you're doing. And we, you know, like, here's the thing. And I, I just re, I restarted my nutrition certification because I hadn't looked at it since October. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to start this whole thing over. But literally in the first fucking chapter, it talks about scope of practice and the things that you can do to provide the best quality of services to your clients. And one of the main fucking things is to meet them where they're at. Mm -hmm. I can't help somebody ultimately if what I am asking them to do isn't what's going to work for them. If diet quote unquote A may, might make the most sense, but diet B is the one they can adhere to, that's the one you need to go with. Go with yeah. the things that work for you. Don't over fucking complicate it. If you like to have pizza every Friday, have fucking pizza every Friday. Like the full entire body of everything that you're doing, the bigger picture, we ask you to look at the small things a lot, but the bigger picture here is ultimately when it all comes together, the most important thing. So you fucking had a donut for breakfast. So what? Maybe you wanted that donut for breakfast. Maybe you savored it. You chose to do that that day totally fucking fine. No one should be judging you for that. And if they no. are, they're probably not super beneficial to you at this point in your life. Yeah. Nobody needs judgy assholes. Let's also normalize keeping your opinion hole shut when you don't know anything about a topic. <laughs> um, I sent you that screen cap the other day from Reddit where I fucking told some, I dressed somebody down in a comment section on, on the nutrition subreddit because they're very strict about their rules. They are very disinformed. Like they're, we don't do misinformation. And so someone was asking for a recipe calculator where you can just put the link into a recipe and it'll break it all down for you because they didn't want to do all they didn't want to do all the work. Um, it can be a lot. It can be a lot. It's a pain yeah. in the ass. So um, I put one of my favorites in the comments, but someone else was like, "Well, I don't think anything like that exists." And someone responded and said, my, my dude, that is the most basic function of any macro counting app. And he's like, well, I mean, I guess I should expand on my comment. Like, I mean, when you have a, a website recipe and you can like paste it in and have really detailed information, they don't do that. You only get like carbs, fat, protein. And I was like, my guy, try again. I fucking posted one in the comments. Go look. And then he was, I was like a tip, by the way. Don't fucking speak up if you don't know what you're talking about. It's okay to not know about something. Mm -hmm. And then the mods came in and he, well, he responded after that and was like, well, that's the thing, right? You don't know what you don't know. And it's like, no, there's a difference. You don't know what you don't know. And then you're an asshole for thinking you know something that you don't. And you're the latter. And the mods were, they shut him down. They deleted his comment. They told him to fuck off and they upvoted me for telling him to get bent. So <laughs> I was just like, cool. But like, if you don't fucking know about something, that's okay. No one's going to, no one that's worth anything is going to flame you for not knowing about a topic, no. myself included. If you don't fucking know something, you don't fucking know something. That's, that's why I respected the hell out of that, that person who was like, yes. oh, I guess I actually don't really know anything about this. So I'll go check out the episode. It's like, that's why we do this shit, man. Like, I appreciate that there's shit. There's shit that I don't title. fucking know. Like, and I'll rely on Sadie to share the information because she does or vice versa. Well, and that's the thing, like, and we, we, when we started this podcast, we knew that there are going to be things that we're going to revisit or we're going to talk about mm -hmm. at some point because the information is going to change. Like, 
the information is always evolving and that's fine. We know what we know How at the time works. we learned it. Yeah. We're always, you, you can always brush up on something, but like, so if you're coming in to talk about something that you absolutely don't know anything about, like this person on Reddit where you're like, well, that doesn't exist. And it's like, just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it doesn't fucking exist. And exactly. someone was like, if you're going to have beliefs on what does and doesn't exist, well, maybe you can Google it first, I think, is what the mod told him before deleting his comment. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> um, but verify before you open your mouth. It, it doesn't take very long. Google is an amazing thing. Like, yeah. instead of asking me, you can ask Google and Google can probably give you five places with better answers that I can give you. Like, it's also like, OK, to admit that you don't know something yeah. like totally like no one no one should be expected to know everything there's so much information out there there's a yes. lot, also a lot of misinformation and sometimes we're wrong we have supercomputers in our fucking pockets these days it's overwhelming there's a lot of information that's yeah. being thrown at us every fucking waking second of every day of our lives like it's okay if you don't know about something what's not okay is digging your heels in when someone checks you on it and making yourself look like even more of an ass yeah don't do that Swallow your fucking pride and be like, cool, I'm going to go check that out. And like, exactly. I didn't even, I didn't, I wasn't even a bitch about it. I wasn't even a bitch about it. I was just like, yo, dude, this, this ain't the move. Don't do this. This isn't <laughs> helping anybody. Right. Like, what are you doing? You're just taking up space and being a fucking asshole at this point. And nobody likes an asshole. So you don't have to have an opinion on everything you see. You don't. You don't. It's okay. Yep. Ultimately, Context is important, sure, but overall, our relationship with food is very important. Yes. So category, categorizing foods as good or bad does not lead to a healthier relationship with food, period, end of fucking discussion. You're not going to change my mind on that. Nope. Here's why. Placing foods you're consuming in boxes can fuck up your relationship entirely with food. Been there, done that, right? So it's a cyclical thing. You tell yourself you can't fucking have something like at all because it's a bad quote unquote food. So you then spend a lot of time focusing on the fact that you can't have that other food. So you have like a salad or something. Um, you make it entirely easier to overconsume those bad foods. Cause you um, want to favor it. Ex well, not even that. I think a lot of people well, um, here, here, I'll just give an example. I remember specifically an old neighbor of ours um, when we lived in the old house brought over a coffee cake from Costco. I fucking love coffee cake. Oh, it's so good. Instead of enjoying a slice, I considered it a bad food at the time because I was still in good, good food, bad food phase. And I had like, I stuck a fork in there and took a little bite. And then I was like, well, I'll just have like a piece. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I'm already being bad. So I ate the whole fucking thing. Not kidding. It, it's and really, I felt, it's a slippery slope. It really I, is. I felt so ashamed afterwards. Instead of just enjoying the slice that I had, I had it in my head. Well, I'm already being terrible. So I might as well just fuck off the rest of the whole entire day. And at the time I had a coach because I was training for my first half marathon. So this wasn't that long ago. This is like three years ago. And she was like, well, I want to revisit, um, why exactly you had to eat the whole thing. And we had a conversation about it. She goes, are you considering foods good and bad? And I was like, well, yeah. And she goes, well, let's try to work on different ways that you can approach food and like change the way that you think about them in your head. Because if you categorize things into good or bad, it makes it a lot easier to overconsume them when they're put in front of you. Instead of having one donut, you eat the whole fucking dozen, right? 
um, because you focus on that and then you feel shame attached with that. And that's why food morality is bad. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like just let it be what it is. It's just food. Yep. It's just food. It's an assortment of carbs, fats, and proteins in a different cocktail in different varieties with different colors and flavors. Like it's all fucking food. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. Um, because yeah, when you attach so much weight to something like that, it really can fuck with you. And, and food is our most, like, the need for food is our most basic instinct. And I will back that with every zombie movie in existence because those things are, like, just human motor function. And even they need to eat. Like, like it's, it's the most basic function of life. You need to eat. Everything needs to ingest to create and to keep going. So why, why set yourself up for failure for something that you know you're going to have to deal with multiple times every day of your life forever? Yeah. Don't fucking do it, dude. I mean, when you lay it out that way, though, like that's how it took somebody to lay it out to me for me to understand it like that. It's like you're you're really not seeing the full scope of what you're trying to do to yourself right now in the long run. And it's like, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't at all. Thank you for putting it that way. Like sometimes people need to hear it in different ways. And I, I feel like that one for me was really impactful. So hopefully it is for someone else, too. But like you you need to detach yourself from that, like putting food on a pedestal thing because food is so many things more than it needs to be. Um, it's a status thing. Mm. Um, it is, I mean, it's a social thing. Like that's fine. It's a cultural thing, which is also fine because I fucking love ethnic food. It's the best. Um, but like, it's, it's a lot of good things, but it's also got some not good things that come with it being great. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put that much focus on a thing, there's going to be a dark side to it. And the dark side with food is really fucking dark because you have to have food to survive. Yeah. Um, there, there is someone on Instagram that very clearly has an eating disorder and has had an eating disorder for a really long time. And for some reason, Instagram doesn't take their account down, even though everybody in the comments is either telling her to seek help for her eating disorder or people are praising her because you can see the skin separation between her arm bones. Like... That shit is so frightening to see because that person is this fucking close to death. They are one fall from fucking dying because they don't have anything left on their body. Like that shit's scary. And I don't want to see that happen to somebody. It it happens to people enough as is, and it needs, it needs to be fixed. And part of that is fixing the societal bullshit that goes around, goes around food. And once again, we're circling back to this is why food morality is fucking important. <laughs> You don't realize the things that you're subconsciously saying to people when you shame them for their food options. You don't. There's so much psychology behind food that you probably don't understand when you're using your words like that. Um, Immorality implies choice. Making the right choices is good and making the wrong choices is bad. That's a fact. Like that's not up for discussion. Like you don't want to hurt people. That's a bad choice. But like if, if you don't have to like overtly being a dick to someone, sometimes you're going to hurt somebody's feelings when you're making the right choice, too. But like when it comes to body shape and size, there's evidence that we don't have a lot of control over our body size as our culture leads us to believe in the first place. The way that your body stores fat is going to be complete. I think we said this last week, too. Okay. The way your body stores fat is completely dependent on your inter your like your individual genetics. Mm-hmm. It is dependent on your family lineage. It is dependent on your metabolism. There are so many other things other than, well, if you eat a salad, you're going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. That's not how it fucking works. (laughs) And we've said this before. You'll probably hear us say it a fucking again. 
We're going to say it probably every episode. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if we do say it every, every episode, but you can ex eat exactly the same thing and then move exactly the same way as a very person sitting next to you and have a completely different body shape. Mm -hmm. It comes down to genetics. It comes down to physiology. It comes, it's so, I mean, yes, we've mentioned this before too. The inner workings generally of how our bodies work are similar but the actual physiology inside each and every one of us, which includes your metabolism and how everything communicates with each other and the way that your body processes where muscles going to grow first or where you're going to have a little bit of excess fat is going to be dependent on you. Mm -hmm. Like, like here's a really good example of that. So um, I used to be able to drink a lot. Like I drank a shit ton in my younger years, probably way more than I, I drank so much by the time I was legally able to drink that it wasn't even fun anymore when I could go to the bar. That's sad. But like one day my body decided I wasn't fucking metabolizing alcohol anymore. None whatsoever. None. It happens like your body can change like that and you can develop an intolerance to something like so if if someone wants to, you know, like we're hosting, we're doing our fucking live podcast event before a um, before a mocktail class at Hale Varsity Club this month. Like someone is someone's like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. But you're going to go to a mocktail class. And it's like, yes, because I fucking need something to do while my friends are drinking, because just because I don't drink doesn't mean they're not going to fucking drink. I need to mind my fucking P's and Q's to make sure I'm good. This is the same fucking thing. Like you you don't know what you don't know. And that's OK. So leave it be. Right. I remember, I don't know why I just thought of this, but I remember specifically there was a girl that I went to middle school and high school with. And um, she was, she was a little thicker, um, but nobody like talked to her about why they always just made fun of her because she was, you know, not yeah. conventionally, you know, thin or whatever. They use the say. F word on her. I hate yeah. that word. <laughs> I hate that word too. That's why I refer to it as the F word. Yeah. The So people would just behind her back, make fun of her all the time. And then one time in health class, freshman year of high school, we were talking about something. It had to do with like thyroid um, and how, you know, the inner workings and things like that. And I can't remember specifically what she had, but it was the genetic disorder that she was born with that didn't allow her metabolism to work this similarly to the same you know, as the people our age. Mm -hmm. And the second she said that half of the girls in that health class just like drained color from their face and felt as they terrible because yeah. they didn't have any idea because no one took the fucking time to have a conversation with her about it. Mm -hmm. I will never, I don't know why I just randomly thought about that, but that's like why this shit is important. Stop commenting on other people's shit. Stop telling people that here, in one of the articles that I linked below, an example that they used was of, you know, somebody could post something on social media of what they're eating. And if they happen to not fit the conformities of what societally people think you should look like, they're going to get shamed for that. But if the same person did that and was thinner in appearance, they would not get shit on for it. Yep. Your worth is not tied to what you're fucking eating, period, end of story. Whether you're choosing to have salad or you're choosing to have a sandwich or a fucking pasta dish, that has no bearing on your worth as a person. Yeah. 
yeah, you you don't have to fixate on that shit. That shit doesn't matter. Like, I, I, there was a kid that I went to school with growing, like, when we were young, young, and he, he, he was born diabetic, so he couldn't have sugar. And, like, people made fun of him for it. And I'm like, what are you fucking doing? Like, it's not his fucking fault he can't have that cookie. You're being an asshole. He wants the cookie, and now you're going to make him feel bad that he can't have it when he already fucking felt bad. Like, don't do that shit. And fixating on eating a certain way or beating yourself up for not eating a certain way can have implications on your health, too. Like, mostly your mental health, but it can bleed over into your physical health. And when it bleeds over into your physical health, that is when there is a true problem because you need to, like, full stop, go talk to somebody, get help. Yes. Because when that shit starts manifesting physically, it is far past the point where it is just mentally contained. It's actually being embodied now. You need um, to talk to that, a doctor or a registered yep. dietitian. Yep. And feeling shame or guilt every time you eat a burrito or have a fucking ice cream cone because you think it's bad and therefore think you're bad for eating it can have significant impact again on your mental health. Mm -hmm. Don't, why would you, why would you gaslight yourself into thinking that you're a bad person just because you had a fucking ice cream cone? <laughs> like, don't do that because that's what you're doing to yourself when you're convincing yourself that you're the shit person that is such an asshole because you ate nachos. Right, so right. you had some fucking tortilla chips with some fake yellow cheese. Who cares? I bet it tasted good. I fucking love gas station nachos. They're one <laughs> of my too. favorite. Roller dogs and gas station nachos. They are the best. But like shame's been associated with all kinds of mental health disorders. And I have dealt with my fair share of shame in my life. It sucks. Nobody wants to feel shame in anything. It's not a fun feeling. So like if you make an assumption about somebody because they're doing a certain thing that you don't approve of, don't disparage them. You don't fucking know. And I bet if they're doing the thing like food stamps, for example, this is a fun one. Nobody wants to fucking be on food stamps. Nobody. I've eaten government cheese as a child. My mom was broke as fuck and worked multiple jobs when my fucking deadbeat dad left and didn't want to pay child support when I was a kid. Like, it sucks. I had to have some fucking stranger donate a Christmas gift one time when I was in elementary school because my fucking parents couldn't afford it. Like, I, it's not fun. It's not fun to have to ask somebody for something that should be a basic human need that should be easily met. But some people need that shit. So it's not your fucking place to shit on them for it. It's not your fucking place to shit on them for anything because, again, you have no fucking context in their life. So what? They're using their fucking snap card to buy lobster and fucking crab legs and a steak for dinner. What? They're not fucking allowed to treat themselves to a nice meal because they're also human. Right. Like, who gives a shit? You don't fucking know shit about dick. Put your judging fucking mask away. Like, I... I fucking hate that shit sorry i went on a random tangent but like that shit like occupies my mind when i see people be judgy about that thing because yeah. i grew up broke as fuck it's not fun it's not fun yeah i didn't enjoy right. it i wouldn't recommend it and i definitely don't look down on people that have to do it because it's fucking hard especially in a society like this where your status is, is especially now it's always been based on how what what you have what you have is always dictated where you are in the social scale of life. But it's even worse now that we have social media because you can fucking show it to everyone. How many people have $500 Apple headphones that sit on their pretty little stand on their desks that they don't use for anything other than taking pictures of on Instagram? Probably a lot. But like you need to you need to fucking chill because shame is it can fucking lead to a whole lot of shit that's not fun. It can lead yeah. to depression, anxiety, social phobia, PTSD, eating disorders, substance abuse, substance misuse, personality disorders like BPD, narcissism, uh, and body dysmorphia, which I feel like we've all dealt with body dysmorphia at some point in our lives because we, again, have social media. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. And focusing too much on eating good foods 
can even be an order a disorder in and of itself. Orthorexia, yeah. the term used to describe the obsession with healthful eating, continues to be on the rise since the term was first coined in 1998. And that wasn't that long ago, and that's yeah. sad. So there was a survey done of 404 college students in 2017 that found over one third of them showed elevated orthorexia symptoms, such as thinking a lot about healthy food, getting stricter about one can and can't eat and socially isolating in order to eat a certain way. When your food intake is altering your social life, that's a big fucking red flag. Well, think about this. I used to, when I was we've talked about this before, but at the height of my disordered eating, um, I was in high school when I went from restricting as much as I was, which was like 200 to 400 calories a day. Um, when I was coming out of that, I would only eat a normal meal when I was by myself because I didn't want people to judge me for the amount of food that I was eating. I've always had a weird thing, and it's been since I was a kid. Sitting in the lunchroom and eating lunch always made me hella uncomfortable. Um, sitting in a break room at work, I would avoid it. I'd go eat in my car at all my jobs because I didn't want to fucking sit with somebody else while I ate a meal. Like, I was really weird about that for a long time. Um, and, like, it's, yeah, when when your meals are altering your social schedule... Now, again, there is going to be um, there's going to be an exception to this. And again, that is that is if you are a professional bodybuilder that is in a prep like that. Pretty much the rules don't apply. If you are if you're a bodybuilder that's in prep, you have to fucking be strict because that's your job to get the best possible product on stage. That is their goal. Like aesthetics is the end goal. They are allowed to be that strict. They have coaches that regulate how strict they are at times and how lax they have to be at other times. Notice I said how lax they have to be Mm -hmm. because they have an off season. We could ask Alex what she's eating on her off season right now because she just got done with, you know, comps. So um, her meals right now are going to look completely different than what they were six weeks ago while she was getting ready to go to Vegas. Um, So like they're going to be very strict. That's going to not that doesn't apply here. But when you are going out to eat and you're avoiding certain places because you don't want somebody to judge you for what you might choose, that's a fucking big red flag. Yeah. We need to also stop fucking gatekeeping other people's choices. So we've kind of been talking about this throughout the episode, but health and fitness is one of those things that you can use about 15,000 different maps to get to the same place. You don't know anything about the person you're being snobby to, their financial situation, their mental health, their preferences. Maybe they have some allergies and you don't get to decide what another human has to eat. Yeah, like I I have strong feelings about keto, but if someone's posting a recipe that looks really delicious to them and they're excited about it, who the fuck am I to go shit on it and be like, fuck keto in their comment section? Nobody, not my fucking business. Nobody invited me to that conversation. So when you gatekeep, you're often negating the cause that you're being so uppity for because people don't want to deal with your bullshit and they're going to attach a negative connotation to you and whatever your fucking cause is. Now, I'm not going to call out vegans because I hate vegans, but this does happen to vegans a lot. And it's not that vegans are shitty, but there are a lot of overzealous fucking vegans on social media and they ruin the whole fucking cause for everyone. You help nobody when you're like that. Nobody benefits from you being a dick besides your ego. And that's a problem. If you're the only one that's getting benefit out of that interaction, that's a fucking issue. Yeah. Don't be that guy, y'all. It's not helping your cause at all in any way. Like you're not teaching anybody anything other than you're an asshole, (laughs) a judgy asshole. What's the number one way to get somebody to not listen to you? 
or anything you want to inform them about. Judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So how do we overcome food morality? Um, An approach we can all take is giving ourselves permission to eat what we want without judgment and paying attention to how these foods make us feel during and after eating them. Yep. If something physically makes you ill, like probably would look into why it's making you physically ill and maybe not eat that outside of that. If you're enjoying it and you love a good apple fritter, savor the apple fritter. Enjoy the food you're eating. I'm going to pull one from your Rolodex of of cards. Uh, Be where your hands are and your hands are wrapped around a fucking beautiful hamburger that's going right into your face. (laughs) Enjoy that shit. A good meal is like a good meal can heal your soul. I feel like I, I love food. Food is one of like the things that if, if I like you, I offer to cook you a meal. That is like one of my, my acts of service. One of my love language things. Like if, if you're in, you know, you're in when I invite you to my house to fucking eat a meal. And so like, I put a lot of worth into like an experience in a meal and who you share it with and whatever, because, you know, I had, I had a lot of meals with people I didn't fucking care for growing up because I just in general didn't get along with my family. So now I don't take that shit for granted. I actually like savor who I get to enjoy this awesome fucking meal with that I prepared. Be in the moment. There's nothing wrong with living in the moment. Life goes fast. It's one way that you can stay sane in this fucking crazy world. Seriously. Like we're all continually striving to improve our health performance and recovery through the foods that we eat. And at the end of the day, food is fuel. You need it. That's a non-negotiable and accepting the fact that some of the food that we consume, while it may not be the most nutritionally dense choice, it does still offer fuel for your bodies. And that even counts for our little 12 ounce carbonated friend, Dr. Pepper. Exactly. And having a, (laughs) sure does. And if that's all you can have for a few hours, at least it's some form of sustenance, having a well-rounded intake of more nutritionally dense food, as well as those on the lower end of the nutrition spectrum is more likely to lead to greater progress overall, especially if the result is greater adherence to your goals. The thing about chasing goals and being diligent about chasing your goals is that you have to come to a point where you make an agreement with yourself that you're going to work hard, but you're also going to play hard because you have to. Mm -hmm. It is a necessary component of life to keep your fucking sanity. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about your nutrition journey, if you're talking about your career, if you're talking about your relationship or anything. If you're going to put your whole ass into it, sometimes you have to put your whole ass in another, like a whole other direction for five minutes because we're not robots. We've covered that before. If you do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again every day, it's going to create resentment. You don't want that. Resentment doesn't breed anything but fucking anger and hatred. And we already have enough of that bullshit out in the ether as is. Fucking don't be that person. So like, it's okay to say fuck it every now and then. And I'm pretty sure we did a whole episode that's just called fuck it, where we tell you that it's okay to say fuck it. Like you can do that. You're an adult. You are the master of your own fucking domain. You can do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to say, fuck it, I'm going to DoorDash $40 in Taco Bell tonight, then fucking do it. I applaud you that you can eat $40 from Taco Bell. My insides, no. <laughs> oh, my God. So many chicken soft tacos. Although, uh, by the way, a really awesome option there is they have a, uh, what is it called? It's basically a like a power bowl, but it's got rice, it's got beans, lettuce, uh, like guacamole chicken i always double the chicken it's mm-hmm. like really filling for five six seven bucks and it comes with a really delicious avocado ranch that i would order on the side because they're very heavy-handed yes with they it. are <laughs> but it's good it is it's delicious. very good 
Um, like, and that's the thing. If you, if you only have 20 minutes because you're in between jobs right now and you got to fucking grab something to eat before you go to job number B, then go get some fucking Taco Bell and shove that shit into your face. Taco Bell is still going to be a better option than say McDonald's just based on eating at all or not eating at all. Here's why Taco Bell beats McDonald's though. And this is strictly from a nerdy standpoint of getting the bang for your buck. If you are looking for something that is going to have the most nutritional value for your calorie intake, Taco Bell is so nuts and bolts of meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, <laughs> dairy condiment that it's really hard to go wrong unless you get like the Enchirito where they deep fry it and then wrap it in a fucking quesadilla or whatever. Like mm. that's, that's a little off the rails, but Hey, Everybody's allowed to fucking indulge themselves from time to time. If I could eat an Enchirito without dying, I totally would. But it's way more dairy than my body can handle. <laughs> so, like, when, again, all this fails, Taco Bell, apparently. Not an ad. We just like Taco Bell. But um, it's, A, it's very inexpensive. Um, you can usually get a pretty decent meal for five bucks. Like, Taco Bell saved my life when I was working three jobs in college and had, like, $50 to my name for two weeks. Taco Bell was clutch when I didn't have time to cook for myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very nutritionally dense um, because, again, when you make it simple, it's hard to refute how simple it is. And then people get mad. But yeah. Taco Bell, Whatever. don't know where I'm fucking going with that. But anyway, we're Midwest goodbyeing this episode. Um, but shut down the shit that's triggering you. And that counts for anything in this space, be it something on social media, something that you read. Like it, it counts for for anything that you're doing. Like there's a lot of info out there and some of it's inaccurate. Some of it's also true. Like, again, two things can be true at the same time. If you're finding that certain things you're following are making you question things in your life, like your food choices, it might be time to mute that thing or unfollow them for a while. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. You're creating a boundary. I do that a lot. Like, there are times where I will un unfollow people that I've been fans of for, like, years. Like, mm -hmm. Maddie Rogers is my favorite weightlifter, but I got tired of seeing people being shitty in her comment section, so I had to unfollow her. Nothing to do with her. I just didn't want to see the people being shitty in her fucking comment sections because dudes be like that when you're yeah. a smart woman that can show that they're really good at what they do. It doesn't mean I think she's shitty. It just means that I didn't want to look at that nothing against her. I had to do that for me, you know, like, yeah, yeah. so if, if you're finding that those kinds of things are happening, then that's a sign that it's time to do something about it. Um, yeah, yeah. And that ultimately, no, it's not. And ultimately at the end of the day, all we're all out here just doing the best that we can while we watch the world burn. So <laughs> let's have a little bit of fucking grace for each other. Have some grace for yourself. There that aren't good and bad foods. They don't exist. Nope. Good and bad food foods don't exist. Food is food. Food is food. Food, yes. food. There you go. Remember, kids, mind your business and eat your fucking vegetables. Also, be fucking nice, please. 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 Be nice to somebody because they're probably going to choose not to be nice to somebody today. So we got to make right. up the gap, right? Me, Head Test Kitchen, out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.